Tails, we're good. I don't know if that's good. Probably not. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Batman the Fanimated stream. I am, of course, Dave. And hey, look at this. I got two co-hosts today. Scott oh. and Callum. McClellan, what's going on? It's double the trouble. It's double double the your trouble. fun. <laughs> uh, you want to explain why we have a special guest today? Because I have kids, and I <laughs> someone has to watch them. Well, yeah. So and we're doing it, and we're doing it in four o'clock. Yeah, we're doing it. Afternoon. Yeah, we're doing it. For, we're doing it early today, um, <laughs> because uh, we both actually have plans later. You have a birthday to go to. I have a birthday to go to. So we had to bump this uh, pretty, uh, pretty early today. So, yep, that was right in the middle of nap time, or it was supposed to be in the middle of nap. It time. was supposed to be in the middle of nap yeah. time, and somebody. Oh, God. <laughs> You wanted to talk Two Face too, man. Maybe it's his fa favorite villain. It could be. Oh, it could be. How's it going, Mom? We got Jason here too. <laughs> All right, as we follow in, but yeah, thank you guys for, uh, of course, uh, clicking in to the episode. We are going to be talking about, of course, Two Face Part Two. Now, the time jump in this episode. It's six. Is it six months? It's six, it's six months. Yeah. And I was asking myself, what's the time jump? Yeah. And then thankfully, Rupert Thorne, six months of this is yeah. enough. That's right. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I what's... remember when I left it playing last week, I thought I heard that. And then for some reason, I didn't catch it this time because I was like typing stuff. But yeah, six month jump in this one. What's going on? Which there? is weird to think about because it's like, you really got to think this series covers a lot of time. It if really you does. Can if you can jump half a year in between a part one and a part two. I know it's very interesting. So, um, but you know, what can you do? And then, then you can, then the things that are in this episode too, you're going like, has there just been six months of this? So pretty much two Face has been roaming around Gotham and Bruce has been having nightmares for two, six months. It's been, it seems like it's been a rough six months. That's I know. Sure. And, but, but I like the fact that it's been six months because, you know, Harvey's had a chance to get a crew uh -huh. and a tailor. And, and a hideout. And a hideout. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, at least with six months, I could actually, that's plausible. Like, all that it could happen in six months. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for Bruce. That's for sure. I feel sorry for Bruce. I think, uh, I think Callum agrees with me. But yeah. So yes, it opens does. up, it opens up uh, where Harvey and his uh, henchmen, um, the twin henchmen, which, by the way, the voice of the henchmen. I hey, hey, familiar with monkeys. it. People no say we're walking around. Yeah, it's Mickey Dolan's apparently. <laughs> oh man. Well, did you catch the henchmen's names? Uh no, I didn't catch the names. Men and Max. Men and Max. <laughs> so it was yeah. like minimum and maximum because we're talking about averages. Ah, wow. Did not even math joke. Wow. Math look at that. Damn. Watch out. Just top notch right there. So, of course, naturally, when it comes to Harvey, he can't. Um, by the way, my mom is the one that told me that. Dave, it is known. Yeah, it's known I, I, that I don't catch the voices. Sometimes. I, mean, I think one time maybe I caught. I'm, I'm sorry. Some, monkeys. Yeah. Dave. Oh, no. You, I was a monkeys fan, dude. Oh, yeah. You were? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I watched the TV show and everything. I, I love the monkeys. I, so. I am so proud of you. That <laughs> I, I am, I'm actually. You, 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 you've grown. You, today you have become a man. There you go. I see. I, I feel like I'm I'm getting knighted right now. Um, yeah. Like I think the very first concert I ever like really went to was at a fair, and it was the Monkees. I'm sure of that. It's like one of a. It's a very. It's a, a memory that's like. Right. Yeah. See. He wants to listen to the Monkees too. People say the monkey around. Yeah. 
They're too busy saying, I'm a believer. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's do that after uh, after we have Batman the Fanimated stream. Let's do, let's do the monkeys next, the monkeys show. I remember that was like such a thing back then. It was like, you had a popular <laughs> well, band, was you, had a, <laughs> you had to make a TV show. Uh, what was... I don't, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Part your family. Yeah, and what was the whole point of their TV show, really? I don't, I'm trying to remember. I know it was just a lot of goofiness, but I don't remember... They, I mean, they were abandoned in the TV show, right? Yeah, because they were traveling around, yeah. and they would get into shenanigans wherever they'd stop to do a show. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, there you go. There's your monkey's talk right there. So, uh, so of course, they get to Rupert Thorne's uh, bookie joint, and um, Harvey can't decide if he wants to leave it alone or not. So, of course, he flips the coin in that awesome little – a better flip than what I did at the beginning of this, you know, that – Obviously, we were talking about that last week, how they mm -hmm. emphasize the flipping and the, the sound effects and everything. And I love that, too, because there's actually something oh, in this episode where I was like, oh, not everything needs to be like, you know, so emphasized, but we'll get to that point. Well, but I course, also thought it was interesting that the show never really explains uh, why, like, you know why he flips the coin to make the decision, yeah. but it never really delves deep i know right it never really delves deep into like the psychological <laughs> underpinning of why it's just okay this is his shtick go with it yeah it, just it, you'll see what he's doing you know bad sides good sides you know you know bad heads good heads whatever because so you never seem like you never like see him scratch the coin like yeah the coin's just there it's, yeah never just you never see him like where did that coin come to be which is always very interesting too because I mean, obviously that coin is significant as, as we'll see at the end of this episode. Um, but it's like, it's, it is interesting. It's like, okay, so did he, does he just get a new coin in the later on? Like, all right, I'm just going to scratch up another two headed coin. Is that what he does? I don't know. Yeah. Well, but I would like, think Cause there's nothing special. Like, it's not like, like, like dark Knight, where yeah. the, where the coins like his dad's coin. It has a story. Like yeah. it was always just a silver dollar in this yeah. show. And what was kind of cool, what I liked what Nolan did was the fact that he, it, because he got lit up on fire and blew up and stuff like that, the coin got singed on one side. Yes. So like, so that was, that, that was kind of cool that he did it like that when it came to two faces coin. So, uh, yeah, I got the twin henchmen. Um, and then one of the henchmen wants to like, you know, when they're holding up the bookie place, like I, somebody has like a nice little fancy ring and, uh, Harvey doesn't have no jewelry, and he has, he has to flip for the jewelry because he came strictly for the money. Jewelry yes. was a whole different decision he had to make, and of course, it landed on Goodhead. So he says, oh, no. "Well, because also I, he almost is almost a not quite a Robin Hood aspect to this, mm -hmm. but Harvey's only doing this to get back at Thorn. Yeah, he's not there to he's not there to to harm." "Quote unquote civilians." It's yeah. like if you take that guy's ring, okay. that's not hurting Thorn and his operations. So mm -hmm. I like the idea that, like you said, it's a separate decision, and and he's like, "No, not going to take it. it." Yep, yeah. Coin says no, but he's not going to leave without shooting out the monitors, uh, showing all the sporting events and stuff like that. So yeah, and I saw horses. Yeah, of course it's horses. I mean, that just you know, you know, you're at a bookie right there. So um, yeah, apparently he sold like two hundred two hundred k because then we go to uh, Rupert Thorne, and of course he's pissed off. Very pissed oh yeah, off. he is. Yes, he gets a lot. He gets pretty pissed off in uh, in this episode for sure. But I love there's like a line in here where he goes like, um, 
you know, when like we got to stop him, he goes like, well, we, somebody says something. I totally forgot, but he goes like, we, somebody says we created, I think it's Candace that says it. I think it's Candace. I stop him. We created him. Created him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's true. That's a pretty good line. And I was like, yeah, good on her for realizing that. And then of course, Thorne puts on a hit uh, for Harvey. Then uh, he first says a million dollars. Then he goes, no, $2 million. One for each face. Or one and I like the way he delivered, John Vernon delivers that because it's yeah. like, oh no, I'm doing something that's ridiculous, but I'm making a point. Like, yeah. it's, it, it's, the, it's those kind of one-liners I think we were talking about last week where they're being a little jokey and ridiculous about it. Stop it. No, you don't get to say that. <laughs> and but it's delivered with a certain level of oh, what's the sincerity to yeah. it? Because even Thorne's like, <laughs> no, this will be this. Yeah. This will make it even more ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, there's something something about it. He, it's like he he kind of smiles to himself making that making that little uh, joke right there. I guess you sort of pun. Um, and then we cut to a nightmare because we had some nightmare nightmares in the first one, but this time it's from Bruce's subconscious, I guess you could say, and it's just Harvey running away from Batman. And uh, of course, Batman's trying to help Harvey. He wants to help Harvey, and uh, you know it's a pretty it's a pretty good say. I actually wish I had the clip, but for some reason I couldn't find that clip. Um, for this uh, particular nightmare scene. At first you think maybe it's Harvey, but no, it's actually Bruce that's doing. So they get on top, you know, there's like a bridge, like one of those bridges that look, of course, scary as all hell. Um, And this whole thing about like Harvey says like, no, you couldn't save me or something like that, where he's just, it's dramatic. It's It's a pretty good scene. Yeah, sorry, trying try to, try to get to my mic. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna let Dave talk and not have Callum like wah, 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 the whole time. That's but no, good. like I call it like the Temple of Doom bridge. Is what yes, I like to call there you it. go. There you go. Perfect. But I do like your point that you start off and you're not sure whose dream. You know, it's a dream, but you don't know whose dream it is. And I think it just once again shows how this this show really pays great tribute to bruce's psychology and his mental issues and how like this is like this is eating him up inside this uh yeah even like right here i mean he falls and then bruce wakes up he's in the bat cave and then i mean you really like you said you really dive in his you did really dive into his guilt because before when he's when when uh, Harvey is falling, then all of a sudden you see his parents in the alleyway, and then they're like, "Thomas goes, you could you couldn't save us or something in the long lines of that, like you couldn't save us." So, yeah, of course, naturally it's going to fit into his old demons, new demons, old demons. So I'm that's why I'm kind of going, "Geez, has he been doing six months of this? Six months of nightmares? I mean, that's got to be that's got to be a little taxing for uh, Brucey." Oh yeah, and but. But I like it how it, it, it's his drive that his what he's seriously it would that he, he's his guilt is not being able to save people yeah. and it's a great thing because it's like that's his that's his motivation his motivation yeah. is to save people like he couldn't save his parents you know it was interesting because like when we did the scarecrow episode that one was a fear of not living up to his yeah. parents, disappointing, ex- disappointing his parents, yeah. disappointing his father. And this is, I feel like more what they settle on, which is the, 
not being able to save everyone, which I think is a little bit more accurate to what his psychological motivation and his drive is really through the rest of the the series. Whoop. That's right, Calum. I agree with you. Um, No, but, uh, and then, and then speaking of like psychology, now we see a little spread of like books and you could tell like for the past, like, Six months, basically, Bruce has been trying to learn everything he can about Harvey's situation. So we get like that pan, and then all of a sudden he starts talking to himself. It's actually a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good scene because Bruce feels so guilty that he basically is talking to Harvey just out loud, and he goes, "I'm wondering what you're having right now. You having a good dream? You having a nightmare? Possibly both. You know, it's a cool little dramatic scene of where Bruce is at right now, and he's just psychologically he's not in good shape. So. I like it. I like it. Anyways, then, okay, so speaking of overemphasizing, like, something, (laughs) so we cut to Grace. She's looking at a picture of Harvey. That is one big-ass teardrop that comes out of her face. Oh, my God. (laughs) It it also, oh, no, it also also ties into the, that downpour that happens at the end of the episode, because it's like, yeah. Yeah. But not with that. But I'm glad they also didn't leave Grace alone. A lesser show would have just like she's done. Like she she's done her bit. She was there to do like the big monster scream at the end of part one. But I like the fact that they didn't write her off. Now I do hate the fact that she kind of gets written off for the rest of the series. Like she never comes up again. But at least for this two parter, I, I feel like they did well by her character. They did. They definitely did. But I just noticed, I'm like, man, that teardrop going bloop, and you actually hear that noise. And it's just like, that was a little uh, little overdone, but it's okay. So then we get Detective Leopold, which we already know is Candace, that shows up at her door, says that, hey, uh, Harvey should probably get in contact with you. I mean, it's it's been six months, but any day now he might contact you. Um, which of course, uh, we, after, um, Candace and this fake cop, you know, one of the henchmen or whatever leaves, we actually do see Harvey pull up and we do, we get that dramatic, you know, rolling down the window, see just the eyes and then rolls back up and, uh, drives away. So Harvey definitely does miss grace, which is, you know, it's a good part of the story. Good part of his character. So. Also, and then, uh, it yeah, also works to humanize him very yeah. much, which is another thing the series does really well in the good episodes is you do tend to have a sympathy or an empathy for the villains because they're treated like people and yeah. they're not, which is like some of these early Joker episodes has kind of been our criticism is that he's just there to be a goofy and Batman. And yeah, just, yeah, it's mainly that. It, and then I love how, like, even when the window rolls down, you just get that, that theme again, Shirley Walker and her theme. We can't stop talking about her thing, but that I can't even emphasize. I, I don't know. It's like a whistle, like the, the theme. Like, I was trying to figure out, is it a recorder or is it a flute? I, it yeah. almost sounds like, like those little recorders you'd get like in, yeah. in band class, like in elementary school. Yeah. It's so good though. Anytime, like, yeah, just, just little moments like that, you know, it's a two face um, theme. So, um, Harvey, uh, is, of course, counting money as henchmen are being, you know, kind of uh, greedy. And he, and he brings, he, he actually had a good line in there because, you know, obviously he was the, uh, he was the DA and he says like, you know, you guys were just as greedy when I put you away, blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of funny how now he's on the other side of that where like once he put these guys away and now he's working with them, but he still, he still doesn't like them. He's still like, yeah, you guys suck. You're going to, oh. right. 
funny Easter egg. I never oh. spotted this before. So he pulls out his wallet to put a portion of his take into his wallet. Look on the right side of his wallet. He has a credit card, and the name on the card is it's issued to Two Face. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't notice that. And I'm just sitting here going, I was sitting here going, okay, one, who issues a credit card to Two Face, <laughs> and two, what animator thought that was funny <laughs> to like to do that? Oh, somebody put that in there, and they're probably laughing their asses off. They're like, hey, <laughs> you that. better believe we, it. It got passed. Nobody saw it. That's good. Good job, man. But uh, yeah, so when he puts a take in his wallet, he sees a picture of Grace. And um, um, and then he finally, like, you know, he does like a little flip. This was kind of interesting because he does the, you know, of course, he's going to pull out the coin. And he, right as he flips, it just cuts to the phone ringing. So I thought that was kind of cool the way that that went like that, where instead of just like we see what happens, it just immediately cuts to her phone ringing, him calling her. So I don't know. For me, I was just like, there was just a nice little cool little edit right there. Well, well, it's because how many times do we need to see him flip a coin? It's like at this point, <laughs> we know what he's doing. Yeah. So let's just let's just visually, let's narratively shortcut to obviously he flipped the coin, he got good heads, so he called. And I and I like that economy of storytelling. Once again, it it's the it's the series taking its audience seriously and going, yeah. Oh, they're smart enough to like they can put two to two together about like what happened. We don't have to hold their hand and walk them through this narrative step again. Yeah. And then when speaking of like twos, this would, this part kind of was weird though. Cause you know, we're back in the bat cave and Batman and Alfred are looking at the places that he's taken and like Gemini something. And two, I mean, there was like things that have twos in it and I'm kind of going, all right, is that a coincidence? I mean, it was just kind of like a weird thing that they were trying to do. Like, oh, he's going after all these places that have twos in them, but they're fronts for Rupert Thorne. And then Batman goes, but he's run out of places or something like that. I'm going, all right, I see what you guys try to do there, but it kind of just didn't. Well, for me, it just didn't kind of work. I don't know. No, it, it, it's <laughs> it's a little bit of a we tried to go a little too comic booky yeah. and tried to play out the two face um, shtick. A little yeah. too far. I, I, I'm there with you. It didn't bother me, but it's not as, it's not as smooth as say other things in this episode. Yeah, I mean, like, and also, who has that many establishments that have two? That's what that like, was my main thing. That was my main thing. I'm like, how does this Rupert Thorne like having putting twos in his fronts? That would kind of be stupid because then people could easily track that. But to me, it was like they were trying to do a Riddler thing. That seems like more like a Riddler thing. Because Riddler always has a meaning for every little place that he goes to, it seems. So I was always like, eh, save that for the Riddler. They don't need that for Two-Face. We're, we're good. Well, hey, even the first, the bookie joint he he busts up in the beginning. I mean, what was its address? It was 222. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. We get it, guys. We get it. So, um, and then we see Batman. Uh, this time, he's not going to get in the Batmobile. He's going to go on the Batbike, which... I, I love it. First appearance, first appearance of the band's bike so far. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I always wondered, and this is something I would be interested to maybe keep track of as we go through these episodes is when, you know, what's why, why <laughs> the bike and not yeah. the Batmobile? Like, when do you need the motorcycle? When do you need the car? Because, because Scott, toys. Oh, well, I, I, I yeah. got that. I got that. I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing know, about the bike, but why in this episode, in this episode, did it need to be the bike? The bike? Yeah, yeah. Especially since it's raining later. It's thank like, you. Thank you. Like, that uh, was one of my notes. That's always been a pet peeve of yeah, mine. Like, it was in my notes. It's like, 
oh, oh, seriously, in this torrential downpour and you're riding the bat cycle? Seriously? Yeah, that's not smart. However, not however, smart. Uh, for the win, bat ears on his motorcycle helmet. Yes, that's what's great. I mean, the, the bat helmet almost looks like his armored helmet, like, you know, the Dark Knight Returns armored helmet. So it is cool. Yeah, I always, I always dug the, uh, always dug the helmet. And then, um, so Batman tracks down where Harvey is, which they're trying to find these files that, of course, would put uh, Rupert Thorne away. So again, like you were saying, I mean, even though Harvey needs to be essentially stopped, he's still doing his job and trying to get rid of a bad guy. You know, he's doing his own brand of vigilanteism, I guess you could say, like you said. So that's what's really cool about this and batman of course intervenes and you know there's a nice little fight that happens where well batman doesn't walk away to uh <laughs> doesn't <laughs> for anybody listening right now scott's like he's got two uh, stuffed animals he's trying to, he's got a batman stuffed animal which of course yeah see it's awesome no but uh yeah so when a batman intervenes we have like this whole fight out thing and then um Harvey, where, let's see, where are my notes here? See, I'm still losing my spot, even though I'm doing it digitally now. Let's see. I still the fact that the lawyer's name is Doubleday. There you go. Double <laughs> it's a good name. I like it's a good, it. It's like a good name. But I, I had the same, I made the same observation that you did, is by the fact that there's part of me that goes, really, these two crooks are just trying to take each other out. How about you yeah. just kind of let it, see how it plays out? Pretty much. I mean, it is, it does feel like, it's just like, just let it play out. But, but I know he, he wants to help Harvey. He tries to reason with him. And he brings up Grace, of course. And, you know, Harvey doesn't, you know, obviously Harvey doesn't know that it's Bruce that he's actually talking to. Because he even goes like, what do you know about me? And just kind of tells him like, you know, who are you? You don't know who I am. But, uh, you know, obviously he knows a lot about him. And then he brings up Grace and uh, he says that she still loves you and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, um, Harvey knocks down Batman. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny because, well, he does that whole thing. And that, this happens to Batman a lot. I, I throughout the series where somebody like hits that sweet spot, like on the, either the back of his head or his neck. And, you know, he just kind of, ah, and falls forward. Yeah, at some point it's like, can you put some, can you put some armor there? I'm just, <laughs> yeah. just, just, just a suggestion. It's like how Frank Miller said that the <laughs> oval. Yeah. See? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's how Frank Miller said the oval was reinforced. I'm really starting to think that like the base of his skull, they kind of, he needs a little something there. That's a soft spot for Batman. It really is because yeah, Harvey gives like a good little double fisted little smack right there. Doesn't knock him out, but knocks him down. And then, uh, and then when uh, Batman gets out into the hallway, grabs onto Harvey, Harvey gives him a nice little, this is Sparta and kicks him right into the janitor's cart. <laughs> I know, well, but but Batman grabbed a, a grabbed a chunk of his coat to go with him because I'm like, what coat rips that easily? But it apparently takes out like the inside pocket, like the inside jacket pocket. You got to realize, Scott, I mean, the grip like Batman has st strong grip power. How else do you think he just like, you know, swings around like that and holds on to ledges? That grip strength is like. So he doesn't miss leg day, but he's also got like one of those little stress things where All he's constantly work, working his working his hand strength. I, That's I see. Like stress ball. He needs. He probably has a stress ball everywhere. We just don't see it. You know, he doesn't. We don't. We don't, He doesn't. We want to seem that he's uh you know actually doing that. But yeah, it's or he's got one of those things that you uh squeeze together to get that uh, grip strength. But yeah, so this time he does get knocked out, and the janitor wakes him up. And uh, yeah, I mean. Harvey gave him a pretty swift kick because now we got a Batman with possibly a broken rib or a fractured rib or just maybe just heavily bruised ribs. But he's hurting. He's hurting, folks. Harvey hurts. 
the Batman. How dare he? Jeez. But uh, so, yeah, I, I even wrote that Harvey uh, Sparta kicks Batman into the janitor's cart. <laughs> this is Gotham. Yeah, I know. Pretty much. <laughs> so uh, and then um, cut to uh, driving around again. And uh, Harvey sees a like a wedding store. What do they call those wedding stores? Boot, what do they call wedding store places? You guys know what I'm talking about. Isn't there a specific thing? I, like I, that I, mean, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, normally there's like the. Oh no! Stop it! You know he's so ups- he's so upset by Two Faces. You know he is psychologically just by Two Faces. You know path to crime. It's it's really upsetting to him. It I understand. Really is. Callum understands. He understands. <laughs> so but he sees like that and of course you know makes him feel sad and miss grace again and then okay so i was actually wrong it wasn't when it wasn't back when he flipped that other coin it was this time when he flipped the coin to call grace i had that wrong sorry about that um so yeah this time he does call grace and of course grace brings the tracer and um uh thorn finds then we cut the thorn thorn finds out that is uh that file that could uh you know send him to jail um is now stolen and now he's super pissed where he's you know again we see a rupert thorn pissed uh oh is he standing up there no no um mommy mommy came and got him (laughs) thanks mom (laughs) uh but anyway so we're at this part right here where we get rupert we get rupee uh upset again absolutely and i and it's just (laughs) Once again, it, it, it I love it how like when Candace gave Grace the little tracker device. Again, and overdone. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Well, it, there's also like a full like keypad. It's like yes. does she just have to press like one button? I mean, it's just does it need to look like a cell phone? Seriously? I know, right? It does look like a freak. Oh my god, I know. And then it, of course she triggers it, and then when Rupert Thorne is getting all pissed off, it starts going off ridiculously and Candace's uh, purse, which, you know, beep, beep, beep. And then she, uh, she doesn't she say something, Thorn? No, Candace's purse. I thought I thought she said something right there. I forgot exactly what she said. I meant to write it down, but I don't think I did. I wrote down the uh, the hideout, which is called the Wild Deuce, of course. Of course. Once again, yeah. the twos. Lots yeah. of twos. I mean, seriously, people. <laughs> Can we work on our naming here in Gotham? Yeah, I know. It's like, uh, again, when it comes to a layer, you know, you're looking for Two-Face. Maybe start, I mean, Batman, you bro- you broke it down. You guys, you and Alfred broke it down that he was knocking off Rupert Thorne's fronts that were all in twos. Maybe start looking around at places that have twos in them that possibly where he's hiding. I know, but, right? <laughs> yeah. I will say, however, so, you know, Min and Max bring Grace to the Wild Deuce. Mm-hmm. And then she walks into it. I I, I did always think it was cool how like half the room was dark, half the room was lighted. That's a cool little design. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh-huh. Two-Face's dialogue in this scene, that little monologue he gives about chance, chance, whether we live or die. Like mm-hmm. that is some deep stuff for a yeah. kid's cartoon. I mean, that's really? that's a really interesting idea. And I also love the fact that he ends on everything is arbitrary. And I'm yeah. sitting here going, that's a 10 cent word because I'm going to tell you, 10 year old me did not know it arbitrary. Oh yeah, nobody, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh well. I, I couldn't even said. understand when I was a kid <laughs> what the word, like I didn't even know what the word was that he said. So I could even go and look it up. But I'm exactly. watching it today. I'm like, oh, arbitrary. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Oh, I, I get it. I know what he's going for here. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the way that he explains everything. And then she, of course, 
you know, he's got half his face covered with like a half a little like mask thing. And then, um, and then she, of course, wants to do the, it's the whole dramatic thing of like, I want to see you, you know, I love you for you, this whole thing. And when she sees his full on face, of course, tears well up, all that stuff. I mean, she doesn't faint this time. She doesn't I mean, faint. That's a hey, good sign. It's a good sign. She's had yeah. six months to kind of get over it. And now she's, she's ready. And, uh, and, and once again, um, kudos to the writing of grace. Like this is, this yeah. is showing her to be a very strong character. So, yeah. um, she, which then she, leads, which then of course leads to us singing men and max. And I'm like, dude, they're dead. They're, they're, yeah, they're, oh, they're... That's exactly what I thought too. I mean, it's one of those, you know, it's, it, you've seen it before where it's like, they're, they're standing there and then all of a sudden they just fall down. And, and the, look at their eye. Like those yeah. are dead eyes. Yeah. Like, they, they, yeah. Rupert Thorne and his guys killed them too because <laughs> they fall down you never see uh, their bodies magically disappear for the rest of the episode by the way <laughs> exactly. and yeah. like it's not like they fall down and you get the oh like yeah. you don't you don't hear the grunt you don't hear no. the sigh you don't see them you know move no i'm sorry they got away with two dead bodies right they there <laughs> they really did i mean obviously no blood or anything like that but it's just like that was the first thing i thought too because i even wrote it right here i was like uh the tracer and then it says um I said henchman dead. I put a question mark. And oh, said, mine says, "Are the twins dead?" Question yeah. mark. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, that was a thing I wrote too. So then, of course, Thor and his goons come back, come around, and he goes like, "He's I wanted," to, and then he, you know, again with the puns, I wanted to do this face to face, face to, to face, face. And, and then it's like he's got that little smirk, like I'm proud of myself for that one. It's like he the whole time, like maybe on the ride over or you know late at night, he's just coming up with like two face puns that he wants to uh, give Harvey, and he's so proud when he does. Gotta love it, you know. He's oh, a man absolutely. that takes his job seriously. That's oh, absolutely. That's and, and I wrote and literally I took I made a note about that too. It's it's really weird now, Dave. Like our huh. we. We don't communicate before the episode, before we, we talk, we and yeah. yet our notes are like we pretty much identical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little creepy. I'm just, yeah, just saying. Like, <laughs> get out of my head, man. Get out of I my know. head. I can't quit you. Um, so then we get back in the the bat bike. Uh, Batman's hurting, of course. Uh, but yeah, we get this storm. I mean, that's what I put up. But bat bike through storm. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? Like, yeah. This is a this is the perfect time to get in that Batmobile. First off, you'd probably be a little more comfortable. Because mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you're sitting down, you got, you know, you got some broken or shattered ribs, whatever the hell it is, you know, better than this being hunched over. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to, that's not going to do the ribs any good there, Batsy, man. Come on. I know. And then plus you're in, you know, driving in that downpour, seriously, wow. no, no windshield wipers, windshield wipers. Like, I know. And it's not like he's wearing, he's just wearing his costume with a helmet. It's not yes. like he's wearing a full on like, but yeah, something. but notice how no one walks into that club and they're dripping wet. They're all like nope. perfectly dry when they walk of in that course. club. I'm like, I'm like, this is where the animation's like, dude, somebody it's like somebody address this. <laughs> someone, please like, like uh, some, some raindrops. I, I, I don't know. Just something. Yeah. Um, the, you know, then the fight really breaks out. Batman shows up yeah. and, you know, it's a it's another one of those like great like the bad guys find the bad guys. Batman's trying to stop both sides from killing each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. I almost feel like, OK, here's a question I have. Okay. Why was it necessary for Batman to be injured in this episode? I, I don't know. It, okay. really doesn't, it doesn't like, I mean, I, I guess to slow him down a little bit. I don't know. That's what it felt like. Cause you know, he's struggling to fight during this fight, but again, this is more about what's happening. I mean, it's, 
it's Harvey and, and uh, Rupert Thorne. And I they know. go at it. They go at it. And then even Grace goes at it with Candace. She starts pulling some hair and stuff. Oh, my God. Man. And the the image still I laugh every time when she disappears behind like the safe and like the yeah. one the two feet with one of them like she's lost her shoe and like mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I'm sorry that looked ridiculous I know. <laughs> of course yeah so I mean it was just kind of cool that she uh, like got involved and then and then it gets to the scene that we have right here where it's a it's a pretty good good scene because we got Batman who's hurt and then he's kind of holding on to Grace. And uh, we got Harvey that's, you know, sees uh, one of the Tommy guns there. And uh, Rupert Thorne is, where is he stuck? Like, is he stuck? With the, like, chandelier, the chandelier. The right? chandelier. Yeah. So yeah. he's stuck because he's a big old fat guy. And uh, you know how that is. Uh, they're getting stuck in chandeliers, you know. Um, and so he's got the gun. He's going to point them. So this is actually the clip that we have because, you know, it's, uh, it, you can kind of tell that maybe, just maybe, when they uh, were writing Batman Forever, they were like, huh. Oh, my God. Did Batman Forever totally rip off this episode? Yes. <laughs> it totally did. Uh, because you'll see what happens right here. Let's see. Boop. There's that beautiful quarter thingy. Yeah. Harvey, what are you doing? Taking control of my life. Hey, that's what she wanted, right? The law. The law. It's the only law. The law of averages. The law of averages. Equalizer. Yeah. Yep. We got some coins right here. And even though he's got some broken ribs, he's going to. There you go. Throw them coins. And then the royal freak out. Yes. He's he has right now. Badly. Oh, no. It's got to be here. She can't even look at him. I know. Oh, this scene is... I wish the animation yeah. had been better, yeah. but the yeah. writing and the acting is on point. Yeah. Poor Harvey. It's all right now, Harvey. I'm here. Aw. Tears. I know. I just wish Grace just didn't completely disappear after this episode. Yeah, I know. She needed to come back. Oh, well. But yeah, so then uh, they take uh, they take away Harvey. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, Babbitt throws the coins, and then, oh, yeah, it's on the second page. They take Harvey in, and then uh, uh, Batman and Gordon are talking off, of course, in the distance, in the shadows. So, you know, because that's that's usually where they have their conversations. And then he says, well, where there's love, there's hope. And then he Oh, that score. Yes, oh, the score. score. Oh, you know what? We might as well, I think there's a rest of that clip. Let's just watch it. <laughs> like, might as well, because, yeah, like you said, the score. And then when he flips the coin into the, uh, the fountain. fountain, yeah. Yeah. So, taking them off in that big carrier that they put the bags in. The yeah, but you, got, but you got a guy who's he's going to Arkham because he's wearing the white coat. It's true. It's very true. Where there's love, there's hope, Commissioner. Commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've, we hear this score throughout. Yes. I think we heard it the last time when he was at the cemetery visiting. His yes. Uh, at the end so, of the yeah. Scarecrow episode, I think. Yeah. And it is kind of cool how like his reflection went out and then came back in like that. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. At least the animation was pretty decent right there. But yeah, so there you go. There is this is this two. this at writing wise part one good. part two. This is top tier. This yeah. this is this is upper tier Batman the animated series. Totally is. Totally is. I mean, I mean what we've always talked about is how they appreciate and how how much they 
did with their villains right here. Even like, like, you know, my mom watching these episodes. I mean, she might've loosely watched them way back then, but she's actually really enjoying how they are now. She, last time I talked to her, she was going, I mean, I'm really, I never knew all this about Two-Face and this, that, and this. I'm like, yeah, it's, they do stuff very well. I mean, the next ones that we're, we're going to be getting is, you know, Mr. Freeze and Clayface that we really dive into those. I mean, we dove into, I mean, we already got Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, um, and then of course now we have two face and then, yeah, we're going to be diving into that yeah, two parter for Clayface, And then of course, whew, heart of ice, heart of Hunt. ice is actually only three away, three away. Oh, we're getting close. What's the next one, by the way. Oh, the next one's a goodie. It's okay. never too late. Never which, too late. Oh, clock King. No, no. no, it's, no. it's the introduction of Stromwell. It's it's a mob episode. Oh, okay, yeah. I think I remember. No, which one? This is an about? episode that I never really appreciated that much as a kid, uh -huh. and then when I rewatched it as an adult, I went, "Dude, they did this on a kids' cartoon!" Like, we're gonna talk about drug addiction, mob, faith. Like, like it's like a god. It's like a Scorsese movie in a batman episode it's it's some serious stuff and it's a favorite of mine personally like, like you okay. talked about how much you enjoy the forgotten mm -hmm. it's never too late is it's one worse. of my it is one of those that i go no one really talks about it but when you bring it up and you got fans we all go oh yeah that epi that one yeah, no, uh, I can't wait to dive into that one again, because I'm like, again, I'm, I'm like fuzzy on it right now. Thinking about it, I'm like, I know which episode you're talking about. But, but as soon as I click it on, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be one of those. Where <laughs> it's going to be one of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be good. So make sure you guys check that one out this week. We'll uh, I think next week we'll be back on regular time right now. Maybe possibly. <laughs> I don't think there's any birthdays or things happening uh next week so i think we'll be we'll, we'll be at the regular time at uh 6 p.m pacific standard time so anything else you have with this episode i think we've said everything there is to say it's a good one and yeah. it, it was it was fun to talk to uh i hope everyone enjoyed the special guest for like the yes. first <laughs> you know, two-thirds of the episode Everybody sorry was sorry for everyone who's listening to it audio only and all of a sudden you hear you get a you get a calamsaurus <laughs> yeah yeah Nah, it adds to it. Adds to the adds to the stream right there. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, with me, I'm also. It's a great episode, even though yeah, it's a pretty crazy time jump. But it really delves deeper into the psyche of Batman dealing with somebody else who, you know, there's a connection that they both have, being like the dual personality kind of thing. Yeah, the dichotomy. It's, yeah. it's real. I mean, it's just a little more, a little more drastic with Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I do. I mean, I really do like that scene, though, when he's wakes up from the nightmare and you see that he's been just stressing about the psychology of all this stuff and you see it all laid out. And then he has that little in, like monologue that he says out loud to Harvey. It's pretty good stuff. So there you have it, guys. That is part two of Two-Face. And um, yeah, like I said, next week will be uh, normal time and we'll be watching. What's the episode called again? It's never too late. It's never too late. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say about that so go ahead go ahead and plug yourself scott well of course you can find me on twitter scott dc 27 you can find my podcast the dc film squadcast wherever podcasts can be found you can also find us on vero facebook youtube and the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com i'm here every saturday with dave talking batman on the fan animated stream and don't forget to check out wonder meg where 
we will hopefully in the next week be picking back up with chapter by chapter of Dune. There you go. I think she even showed up in the chat right there. Everybody's saying hi to her. So hi, Meg. And uh, yeah, you guys know what to do. Hit that like, thumbs up. Hit that uh, notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And then uh, you, you want to hit that join button if you want to become a member. Or you can support the channel by uh, joining the Patreon, which I wanted to do a Patreon stream this week. But we're going to have to push it to next week because of uh, everything that's happening. Holiday weekend and all. And then, of course, merchandise down below. All right, guys. We appreciate you clicking in, and we'll see you at the regular Bat Time and the regular, of course, Bat Channel next week. We will talk to you later.